ഹമ്മദനാസ്ലിമൻ ീം had commanded Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that the sahaba ridwan Allah ajma'in should leave Makkah mukarramah and make hijra 
to Medina Munawwara. It was very, very hard, very difficult. They had to sacrifice everything for the deen of Allah. A land where they were born and brought up, not a normal land, but the greatest land on the face of this earth, Makkah Mukarramah, the blessed city, wherein the house of Allah, Kaaba Sharif is found, the well of Zamzam is found, the place where Hajj and Umrah is performed, everything they had to set aside to fulfill the command of Allah. Can you imagine how difficult it was? But the Sahaba Ridwanullah Majma'in sacrificed their lives and their wealth for deen. And they were prepared for any type of sacrifice. Just to see that the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will prevail in the world. Whatever Allah commanded them, they fulfilled that sacrifice. So the month of Muharram and Donzin, then it reminds us of that sacrifice of Sahaba. The unique sacrifice, unparalleled sacrifice that they gave for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for the preservation of the deen of Islam. It was in the time of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu that till this point, the 17th year after Hijrah, it was in the 17th year after Hijrah, after they made Hijrah from Makkah Mukarramah to Medina Munawwara. Till this point, there was no Hijri calendar, no Islamic year calendar. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala used to send certain letters to certain of his government, certain of his governors, in different lands, instructing and commanding them to carry out certain commands. So in the 17th year, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala sends a letter to Hazrat Abu Musa Shari radiallahu ta'ala anhu with certain instructions. So Hazrat Abu Musa Shari radiallahu ta'ala writes back to Hazrat Umar informing him that, oh, Hazrat, oh Umar, your letters we receive periodically, but we find that your letters are undated. The month is written, but the year is not mentioned. As the Muslims don't have their own year calendar, so you might write Muharram, Rajab, Ramadan, whatever month it is. But which year did this letter reach us? Later on it becomes difficult for us to keep an account, to keep a record. That which year is dated at which date, year, year date, it becomes difficult. Hazrat Abu Musa Shari radiallahu ta'lan suggested to Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'lan that the Muslims also have the year calendar, like how the Christians have a year calendar. The Christians and the Jews. And their calendar is linked to Hazrat Isa salam. They say AC, BC. So the Muslims don't follow that calendar. We have our own deen, we have our own Nabi, we have our own Kaaba Sharif, Al Qibla. We have our own months. We should have our own year as well. So this made a lot of sense as Umar he himself had seen the need. So he gathered the Sahaba Ridwan Allah and he put this taqaza before them that how the Christians and Jews have their own year calendar apart from the month calendar, they have their own year calendar. We Muslims should also have our year calendar, Islamic year calendar. So from which point should we commence the first year of Islam? So some Sahaba gave the rai, let's commence from the birth of Rasulullah The birth of Rasulullah signaled and herald the greatest rahmat and mercy of Allah that came in the world. It was the greatest event that the world had ever seen that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam came into the world. Some mentioned that no, let's, let's commence from the death of Rasulullah sallallahu The death of Rasulullah sallallahu was a very, very sad moment, a very sad event, a very, very sad occasion in Islam. So we would have this calendar dated back to the death of Rasulullah sallallahu and the year is Islamic year calendar should commence from that time. Then there was a third rai, third suggestion that was put forward. Now let's commend the Islamic year calendar from the Hijrah of Rasulullah Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala was most pleased with this suggestion. He wasn't happy with the first two suggestions commenting, commencing the Islamic year calendar from the birth or demise of Rasulullah He said, we do not have to have, we do not want to have any resemblance with the Jews and Christians. And we do not celebrate birthdays. And the demise of Rasulullah was the greatest tragedy that this Ummah had faced. So we don't want to date back our calendar to the demise of Rasulullah. Now we will commence our year calendar, Islamic year calendar 
from the hijrah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his sahaba. For the hijrah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and sahaba was among the greatest of actions, greatest of sacrifices on the face of this earth that Allah Taala loved greatly. It was a very very great sacrifice that they were asked to give everything, their lives and their wealth, their homes and their families, their businesses, everything they must sacrifice just to see that this deen of Allah is preserved on the face of this earth. And they were prepared for it. You prepared for it. So in Hazrat Umar mentioned that the occasion and the event of the Hijrah was the differentiating factor between Haq and Batil, Sut and Falsehood, Islam and Kufr. And this is the thing that Allah Ta'ala loved most. So we would commence our Islamic year calendar from the Hijrah of Rasulullah So respected friends, when the month of Muharram dawns, it brings a lot of blessings with it. The first blessing we understand, the month of Muharram is among the four sacred months in Islam. There are 12 Islamic months, the Quran and Hadith mention, and all the 12 months commence with Muharram. In the Quran, Allah Park mentions, Allah Ta'ala says, Inna iddata shuhuri indallahi thna ashara shahra fi kitabillah yawma khalaqa samawati wal ard minha arbaatun hurum. That the number of months by Allah, from the time Allah created the seven skies and the seven earths, the number of months by Allah is 12. And from among these 12 months, there are four sacred months called the ulama mentioned that the greatest month in the Islamic calendar is Ramadan. Some hadith Rabbi Sallallahu mentioned, Sayyidu Shuhur Ramadan, the leader of all months, is the month of Ramadan. Thereafter comes the four sacred months, Rajab, Muharram, Rajab, Zulqada and Zulhijjah. And thereafter comes all the other months in position and status. So when we speak of Muharram, it's the first month in the Islamic calendar. It's a sacred month. It brings immense barakah, blessings and goodness to it. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned that for, for the one who fasts for each day in the month of Muharram, Allah Park grants him the reward of fasting for an entire month. Only one day, one nafal fast, one day. You're getting the reward of fasting for an entire month. And this is throughout the month from the beginning till the end. <coughs> and apart from this, we all know the first 10 days of Muharram is greater than the second and third 10 days. The Sahaba Ridwan Allah would attach most important to three 10 days of three Islamic months. The last 10 days of the month of Ramadan, they regarded these 10 days to be greater than the first 20 days of Ramadan. The first 10 days of Muharram, they regarded this to be greater than the second and third 10 days of Muharram. The first 10 days of Zulhijjah, they regard this to be greater than the other days of Zulhijjah also. So respected friends, these first 10 days are very, very great 10 days. There's a lot of barakah, a lot of noor, a lot of blessings from the side of Allah Ta'ala we can acquire for those people who want the blessings of Allah. And where will we find that blessings? Allah Park has a place for that blessings. And those blessings we will acquire in good deeds, acquire in the sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu and acquire it in the masajid, in the houses of Allah Ta'ala. We all know to prove to Allah that we are true, we have to go through some sacrifice. When the month of Muharram comes, it reminds us of the great sacrifice of Rasulullah and Sahaba. Allah Park told them, to preserve your deen, leave everything. Leave everything behind. Imagine a man is told, if you want Allah, sacrifice everything and leave your land and go to another land and settle down there. It's not, it's not easy, especially when a person has an established business. A person has a family, a person has his friends, he has his home, he has everything that is set up for him in his country. He can't take all his assets with him. He only can take a few things. And here we find the Sahaba Ridwan Allah didn't bat, bat an eye, didn't think twice. Unflinching commitment, unquestionable submission and obedience. They bowed down before the command of Allah and immediately they set out. Hazrat Abu Salama radiallahu ta'ala was the first man among the Sahaba, the first person who 
set out for the hijrah. When the command of Allah came, he was the first person. At that time, he was married to his respected wife, Hazrat Umm Salama radiallahu anha, who later on became the wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi Alisa married her. She became among our mothers, the mothers of this ummah, the azwaj mutahharat, the respect, respect, respectful wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa the respectable wives. So at that time, Hazrat Abu Salama radiallahu anha was married to Hazrat Umm Salama radiallahu anha. They only had one child. And then the command of Allah comes, set out, go to Medina Munawara. Now Medina Munawara was a new land. They didn't know what the prospects there would be like. They didn't know how it will be, how life is on the other side. But they didn't ponder over this. Allah's command, we must fulfill it. Hazrat Abu, Abu Salama radiallahu anha and his wife Hazrat Umm Salama radiallahu anha had one child. They pack up. And they are about to leave. They reach the outskirts of Makkah Mukarramah. And there the families get news of this. Hazrat Abu Salama radiallahu his family immediately comes on the scene. They tell him that you have complete liberty over your own life. You have permission over your own life to do whatever you want. But as far as this child is concerned, this is from our tribe. You don't have any rights over this child. And they snatch away that child, one-year-old child, they take the child away. Hazrat Umar Salama radiallahu's family tribe learn about this. They also come to the scene. They say, you have full permission over your own life. This, this girl is from our family. We have more rights over her than you. This is our daughter. And they pull her towards themselves. They take her home. The child is with his family. His wife is with her family. The Sabi is torn apart. He's in the middle. What to do? But he says that Allah's command comes first. My family comes second. My business comes second. The world comes second. Allah is first. And they immediately with a broken, shattered heart, he leaves Makkah Mukarramah and he goes to Medina. This was that Qurbani, the sacrifice. One year later, somebody spoke to his family, take pity over this child. You took this child away from the mother, from the father. Have some mercy. Somebody spoke to her family. Why don't you allow her to go? You get reunited with the husband. And then they return the child to her. And she takes the child and she sets out to come to Medina Munawara all alone, all alone. She's walking. Until at that time, Hazrat Usman Hajabi radiallahu talanu, who at that time was a kafir, he sees this young woman with a child all alone traveling. Where are you off to? I'm going to Medina Munawara. The people of that time had a lot of respect. So immediately he doesn't ask any further questions. He makes that animal kneel down. He indicates with gestures, you can sit on the animal, doesn't speak also. And then he holds the reins and he takes her, holding the child and she comes. And wherever they had to break during the suffer, during the journey, to stop under a tree for rest, for shade, then he would stop and he would indicate some indications and then he would move aside. He said throughout the journey, he never spoke to me, never looked at me also. Until when he came to Quba, he indicated, he says, there your husband is, you may be reunited with your husband. Hazrat Umm Salama radiallahu anha later on when her husband passed away and Rasulullah proposed, she got married to the Nabi of Allah. She always made dua for Usman radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Allah Pak must grant him hidayat, Allah bless him with iman. In the seventh year prior to Fatih Makkah, the conquest of Makkah, when Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala Amr ibn As, they all came and Khalid bin Walid, three of them came to Medina Munawar to embrace Islam. Nabi Sallam was so pleased, so happy. Nabi Sallam told the Sahaba, the chieftains of Makkah are coming. The leaders of Makkah, Makkah is throwing out the, its cream to us. All those people who are arch enemies of Islam, who fought, nail and tooth against Rasulullah and for the Sahaba, against the Sahaba, Allah Pak turned their hearts towards Islam, towards Deen, they're all coming. Where has Usman radiallahu, Usman Hajabi embraced Islam? Hazrat Umm Salama radiallahu was so pleased, her dua got accepted. She remembered the Ihsan of Usman at that time. So respected friends, the sacrifice that went behind this deen reaching us is tremendous, phenomenal, it's unimaginable. We asked to perhaps give certain amount of time to come for deen. We find it difficult. They gave their sweat, they gave their blood, they gave their lives for Islam. Allah Pak loved them so much. As far as the other ummatis of Rasulullah are concerned, Allah Pak grant us Jannah. 
But only after we enter Jannah will we receive that divine declare from Allah, that approval from Allah. Radiallahu anhum wa raduan. Allah is pleased with you, you please with him. As far as the Sahaba of Rasulullah are concerned, they receive this divine approval from Allah in the Quran, in this world, to remain till the day of Qiyamah. That we recite Quran, that Quran will never be complete till we recite this. Radiallahu anhum wa raduan. And so many different parts of the Quran and Majid Allah is mentioning this. So many different. Allah loved them so much. So respected friends, amongst the highlight of this month of Muharram, that this month of Muharram is the new Islamic year and the new Islamic month also. We should rekindle the spirit of Iman within our hearts and resemble the Sahaba. We should re re recognize them, remember them, love them, follow them, and make dua Allah Pak unites us to them in the year after. We mentioned among the great Sahaba, was Hazrat Suhaib Rumi radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Hazrat Suhaib Rumi radiallahu anhu hailed from the land of Rome, Rome in the time of Rasulullah He came to Makkah Mukarramah, he embraced Islam on the hand of Rasulullah sallam. He was among the first 40 people to embrace Islam. Extremely poor, he sacrificed his land, his homeland, his family, his wealth, everything. And then he made hijrah, he came to Makkah Mukarramah, he embraced Islam on the hand of Rasulullah sallam. He underwent great amount of persecution, torment, oppression and tyranny. He went, underwent all this just in order that he remain firm on Islam and he preserve and he protect his deen. And then behind the time came where Allah Pak commands Rasulullah sallam to command this Sahaba, that everybody must go from Makkah Mukarramah to Medina Taiba. Whoever had the ability, those who are not in hostage, those who are not in chains, those who are not taken as prisoners by the Kuffar, they, they were commanded to leave Makkah to go to Medina Munawara. Yazid, we find that Hazrat Umar gets ready with other 20 Sahaba and they all march, they go to Medina Munawara. Then came the time Hazrat Suhaib Rumi is leaving. He was all alone, mounted on the conveyance and he's about to leave Makkah Mukarramah. And the Kuffar came to know about this. The Kuffar, a whole group of the Quraysh disbelievers, they got together to attack him. They gave chase to the Sahabi, he was on his conveyance and he's moving. They pursued him, they followed him. So the Sahabi is thinking that now they might attack me, they might prevent my road to Medina Munawara. So he turned around, he came down from his conveyance. He addressed them, they were at a distance. He told, oh group of Quraysh, listen to what I have to say. Allow me, allow me my exit to Medina Munawara. In exchange of this, I will give you all my wealth in Makkah Mukarramah. My wealth is in a certain place, I, will, I can tell you where it is. I can give you my clothing also. I have two slave women also in a certain place, I can even give you all that. Whatever, whatever wealth and treasures I have, I, I give you all this. Just allow my path to be open to Medina Munawara to protect my deen. In exchange of allowing me to make hijrat, I'll give you all these things, all this wealth. But if you're not pleased, then no problem, you come. You know, I'm the, among the best archers among you. He pulled out from his cover, he pulled out the arrow. He put it in his bow, he says, I will start shooting, I'll shoot each one of you. And if all the arrows get finished and you still have to pursue me, I got my sword. I'll fight you with my sword till I pass away. So either you, you're ready to fight me, ready for combat, or either you're ready to leave me free and take all my wealth. They said, no, we want all your wealth, we let you go. He said, all my wealth is in this place, my slave girls, my, my clothes, everything. They allowed him and then he jumps on his conveyance and he's coming to Medina Munawara. Nabi Sussam informed the Sahaba about the sacrifice of the Sahabi. Quran came down. Allah Pak sent Quran. Allah Pak, look at the Sahaba. Allah Pak says, Among the people, among the Sahaba are those who they sell everything to purchase their deen. They sell everything to purchase their deen, to purchase themselves for the sake of Allah Taala. Wallahu ra'ufun bil ibad. Allah is very, very compassionate and kind towards his servants. In other words, that this action gained acceptance in the court of Allah. Allah Pak knew about it. Allah Pak sent Quran to be recited till the end of time. Nabi Sussam informed the Sahaba, this is the great sacrifice. Allah sent Quran. 
quickly come out on the outskirts of Makkah. Hazrat Umar and Sahaba came on the outskirts. They meet the Sahabi at Harra. When they meet him, they came to receive him, made istiqbal. To receive the Sahabi, they said, Rabbi Habayuk, Rabbi Habayuk, the, 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 the business deal you done, indeed you profited greatly. May Allah give you barakah in the business transaction that you do, that you, that you have done. So he didn't know what they're talking about. He said, may Allah also give you all barakah. What you're talking about? He says, Quran came down with regard to you, yourself. Allah Pak, Allah Pak has accepted your sacrifice. Rasulullah was informed by Allah, so we came out to meet you. When the Sahabi comes to Rasulullah, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Rabbi Habi'uk, Rabbi Habi'uk, the same thing. How excellent is what you have done. You sacrifice something for Allah. Allah Pak will reward you abundantly and give you much more. Nabi Ali Sallallahu Alaihi mentioned that from my ummah, I will be the first Arab to enter Jannah. From the Arabs. Nabi Ali was from the Arabs. He said, from the Arabs, I'll be the first Arab to enter Jannah. From the people of Rome, Hazrat Suhaib Rubi will be the first person of my ummah to enter Jannah. From the people of Habsha, Bilal Habshi will be the first. But the first person to enter, Hazrat Bilal used to call out the Azan every day. And from the people of Faris, Hazrat Salman Farsi will be the first person to enter Jannah. Thereafter, the rest of the people of my ummah from these places will be ushered into Jannah. So respected friends, in this month of Muharram, we know they are among the highlights of Muharram also is the day of Ashura. That is the 10th of Muharram. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam used to fast on this day even before coming to Medina Munawara. Some muhaddisin and ulama mentioned that this day of Ashura, 10th of Muharram, was sanctified even in the previous religions. From the time of Ibrahim alayhi salam used to be revered, sanctified, respected, and people used to fast on this day. That is why while Rasulullah was in Makkah Mukarramah, even before he received Nubuat and Risalat from Allah, whenever the 10th of Muharram used to come, Yawmi Ashura, the Nabi of Allah used to fast on this day. The, the other non-Muslims, the Quraysh also, the Kuffar, they also were fasting because this was part of the Shariat of Ibrahim they also used to fast. When Nabi Sallallahu came to Medina Munawara, Allah Ta'ala made the day of Ashura the fast of Ashura Farz. It became Farz, some ulama say for one year, some say two years, it remained Farz. When the month of Ramadan, the fast of Ramadan became Farz on this Ummah, then the fast of Ashura no longer remained Farz, it became Sunnat. But still thereafter, Nabi still awaited this occasion to fast for Allah. He knew the blessings on the day of Ashura, on the 10th of Muharram, the great amount of barakat, the blessings that are, okay, that are contained in this day. Let me some new it. Hazrat Abdullah bin Abbas is saying the Rasul of Allah never waited, anticipated, and eagerly, eagerly awaited any day to fast more than the, the day of Ashura. Of course, this is after the month of Ramadan, after the day of Ashura, he waited. He knew what this day is. And he would encourage the Sahaba, the Sahaba, even the small, small children, minor children, infant, small, small children also, they would encourage them. The children of Sahaba also used to fast. And if a person wants to become a, not millionaire, not billionaire, multi-billionaire, on these special occasions, Allah will grant him that. We need to honor, respect these special occasions. Respected friends, before Rasulullah passed away, Nabi Wasallam had poured out his heart before this Ummah. He gave us a very, very important message. That message is the golden message of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I want to end this bayan with this message. Inshallah, maybe on Monday, we're going to have a bayan in this masjid. And this, this topic will continue from, from this point. Inshallah, whoever among us is able to attend, Inshallah, we should come to get this message. The message of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi What is the golden message? For the month of Muharram, Nabi Sallallahu told, just prior to pass away. Nabi Sallallahu said that do not only fast one day. Do not only fast on the 10th, on the day of Ashura. Fast one day before, one day after, and oppose the Jews. The Jews used to only fast on the 10th of Ashura. When Rasulullah made Hijrah, he came to Medina Munawara, he found the Jews fasting. He told the Jews that, why are you fasting on this day? The Jews mentioned, Musa wa Bani Israel min Don't you know 
that this was the day that Allah Pak had emancipated and Allah Taala had saved Musa salam and Bani Israel. Allah Pak saved them from the tyranny of Firaun and his people. For such a long time they were in oppression, tyranny, zulm. Allah Pak on this day destroyed Firaun and his army. So Musa salam fasted on the 10th of Ashura also. And out of shukr to Allah, we also fast because we are the followers of Musa Islam. Nabi Ali Islam at that okay said, Nahnu ahakku bi Musa minkum. Our ties and links with Musa is greater than the ties and links you have with him. We, we have more, we have closer ties with Musa because every Nabi is the brother of the next Nabi. So we love all Anbiya, though we follow Nabi Islam only. Respected friends, before Nabi Ali Islam passed away, he gave that message, the golden message. Fast two days, the ninth and the 10th, or the 10th and the 11th. Wa khaliful Yahud, oppose the Jews. Oppose the, 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 the kuffar. We will show them that we are totally distinct and different. We will not follow them in anything. Not, not in our ideologies and notions. Not in our beliefs and mindset and outlook. Not in our deen, our ibadat. Not in our clothing. Not in, in, in any of their lifestyles. We are totally different. We follow Muhammad وسلم, who is on the path to Jannah. And they are following shaitan because their religions have expired. And they are on the road to Jannah.